0: Hey, Flophouse listeners! I know you're expecting to hear Dan's voice say, "On this episode, you will hear that. Don't worry, it's going to be amazing. We're going to have a really funny joke off of it that I don't know what it is yet." <laughs> but first, I wanted—this is me, Elliot—and I want to talk to you about the Flophouse Live Masters of the Universe show, which is coming directly to your computer screen if you buy a ticket to it. That's right—one week after this episode comes out, Saturday, March 19th at. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We are going to talk about 1987's Masters of the Universe, so far the only live-action He-Man movie ever made. Probably it'll continue to be that way, but we'll see. There's going to be a lot of exciting things in the show. Uh, Original PowerPoint presentations we've never done before. I'm going to tell you some embarrassing stories of my childhood in my presentation that are He-Man-related, and then Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about He-Man. We're going to take Q&A from the audience. If you've seen our live shows before, you know they are really fun. If you haven't seen them before, this will be a good one to see. The show is only going to be available for one week. That's right. If you miss the show, you can still watch the recording for one week afterwards if you have a ticket. But we hope you can see it live. If you can't, please buy it anyway so you can access the recording. That's March 19th, Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Tickets will be on sale up to the very moment of the show. So please buy yours now, but consider buying it, you know. Later, if you decide to, but I'd rather you buy it now. And now, without further ado, let me tell you where to get those tickets. Theflophouse.simpleticks.com. That's right, theflophouse.simpleticks.com. That's where you get your tickets for the Flophouse Live Masters of the Universe show. $10 a ticket is a pretty good deal. You're going to get a lot of entertainment per your dollar. And now, on to the show. Dan, what are we watching on this episode?
1: On this episode, we discuss Bliss. The movie that dares to keep kids off drugs.
2: everyone, and welcome to The Flop ass. I'm Dan McCoy.
1: Hey! It's me, Stuart Wellington. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey! Ellie <laughs> Kalen <healing> over here. <laughs> and joining us for this very special episode, we have a star of podcasts. That's right. We are joined by Chuck Bryant, host of Stuff You Should Know, formerly of Movie Crush, a podcast that all three of us were on that was about movies. Hey, Chuck, thanks for joining us.
3: Yes, but I fired myself. So I don't do that show anymore. Oh, I'm so
1: sorry that you fired yourself. <laughs> Were you kind of at least firing. nice about it?
3: Uh, I don't even know who's doing the show now. To be honest, no, the show retired. But uh, after the the flop special, the trifecta, the trio, it was hard to continue.
2: <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> yeah, uh, t- I think t- the same we thing tend to ruin things. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, the dissolve we ruined too. We tend to kill a lot of things. <laughs> Did
2: I, I told you guys right about like it was literally the day that the dissolve uh, went under. Like dissolve, I like mm-hmm. Keith had reached out about like doing more stuff with us after we did that did that week on uh taking of pelham one two three and i was like oh i should get back in touch with him and i said hey you know do you, you want to do something else and he's like uh maybe you should look at the front page of the uh, of the website today <laughs> and i'm like oh i'm sorry
1: yeah
2: <laughs> what a great uh site that was anyway uh-huh, chuck yeah. chuck yes. is uh yes podcast royalty i was looking up uh chart rankings uh to make my to confirm what i knew already <laughs> because dan is, is a petty we, person
1: right, we yeah. are
2: we are no 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 no, no. I, it's, I'm, it's impressive we are in and out of the top 100 comedy podcast more often uh-huh. we hang out in the top 200 hell yeah uh but <laughs>
1: two bigger than one when, when i saw him when I saw, he,
2: he was uh the uh, stuff you should know was in the Within the top thirty, I can't remember exactly of podcasts overall that is all podcasts, and that that is an amazing number, considering as people like to joke, everyone has one now, so congratulations Thanks. and <laughs> thank you for wasting our time well, uh, wasting was, your time on our was, uh, our that, show.
0: That was our regular segment, Dan McCoy, Awkward Pod Ranker,
2: where he, where yep. he, de- he delivers,
0: he delivers a compliment in a
1: way that
2: feels like he's he's angry at somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm I'm Dan tries to big dick our
1: guest over here. I, <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I was trying to build up just how impressive that is. It's like, like you were in the top 30, but, you know, that's
0: cool, that's cool. We were in the top 200, too, so, it's, you know, it's not like... Uh, not like <laughs> yeah. I'm, so special. I'm
2: trying to give a sense of relative importance to the podcast universe, whereas we are, we are solidly in the, like... Yeah, yeah. Uh people who know us like us, right? Zone whereas uh Chucks in the the zone of like may have actually heard of this podcast. Oh yeah. Well, Chuck, <laughs> like Chuck, a,
0: a, Chucks like a like a network broadcast show and we're like, you know, it's one of the higher up cable channels, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not it's not Speedvision, but it's not the Discovery Channel. You know,
3: it's somewhere oh, okay. in between. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Uh yeah. well, this Chuck, is Thank a, you a, so
1: much for joining us.
3: Yeah, man, this is a dream come true because you know, I am a a, a flopper Big time flopper for many years now. It's one of my favorite shows. Awesome, thank it's you. It's my it's my happy go to place uh, when I'm feeling blue. So oh. to would be you say on the that it's where you
1: find your bliss? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, I got really Could nervous. You that <laughs> Elliot was about to start singing "Blue Dabu Dibu
0: Yeah, I know what it's like to feel blue. Dabu Dibu Thank you, Stuart.
3: Dan was angry at me for this movie pick. He just texted me yesterday. You son of a bitch. And then I said, I haven't watched it, I'm watching tonight. And he just said, steal yourself.
0: Dan yeah. is not <laughs> yeah. going to like my feelings about this movie. I'll just tell you that right off the
2: bat. But we'll, no, get, we'll I mean, get into it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, I will be the dissenter, I think, in this one. Man, should we fire up the engine on this thing? Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's,
0: let's say what we do on this podcast,
2: shall we? This is a podcast where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. In this case, we watched a good uh, movie. The movie. <laughs> The movie Bliss, which uh, stars Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek, and a bunch of bunch of hats, a parade of hats. This they don't wear that many hats. wear more hats than you would expect i would say that's a
0: good
1: point if your hat expectation was (laughs) zero to three then you will be surprised and if uh if you're trying to watch the movie in advance of this episode remember it's bliss 2021 not the other movies named bliss i know there was like a horror movie on shutter that i think i recommended and there's probably a bunch of other movies called bliss it's you know a one-word title
0: uh, Stuart, are you going to be uh, handling the summary for this one? Oh, you know it, Elliot. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> was that – did I come on too strong there? Was that no, cool no. We no. Well, I mean, it was no that was exactly the level question. of energy I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay. Right down the middle. Uh, okay. So – this movie, *Bliss*, uh, stars Owen Wilson as a character named Greg Whittle, which, as you know, is means "little" in baby talk. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> and there's some kind of whittle about
1: him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting at his office desk at his job, which is call, uh, at a business called Technical Difficulties, and he is drawing. <laughs> uh, he's drawing these like black and white pencil sketches of a beautiful, well-appointed Mediterranean villa that looks a lot like the Sapienza level from *Hitman*. So I think that. <laughs> Helps Dan and Elliot picture Sure, it. exactly. I mean, a we saw the movie, reference. so we don't really need to picture it. But I mean, for the audience
0: at home, if they know the Hitman games, that'll certainly be helpful.
1: Yeah, so he's a bit of a dreamer. Uh, he's got some trouble in his marriage. Uh, his daughter it's over. is... I mean, his marriage is yeah. over. Is the, the, he's divorced. the, the, the ultimate, ultimate trouble. trouble. <laughs> quickly, I'm right. Do, the worst doesn't trouble. Doesn't get
0: more trouble than that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> a pool hall hasn't been built in his marriage. That's not the trouble we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. That's <laughs> true. No, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, no, I I got a divorce at this point- that
1: starts with D. That rhymes
0: with T. That stands for trouble.
1: <laughs> I feel like at the point of divorce, usually most of the trouble's over, yeah? Yeah, maybe know. so. Mm-hmm. Maybe the problems were all done.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so his marriage I mean- is doing great is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, he has a, a happy marriage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's the way the cycle of entropy works. <laughs> uh, okay, so, you know, he's a bit of a dreamer. Um, his daughter is graduating, and so she calls him and is urging him to get his shit together so she can come to her graduation. Um, his job, the office seems to be in chaos, and there's a lot of, like, ringing phones and shouting while he sits in this office procrastinating and drawing and not taking pills that he has a prescription for. Mm-hmm. And it's, there. I think the movie is trying to convey something that, is uh is fairly simple but they draw it out and make it very annoying how do you guys feel <laughs> well
2: I I was very confused but like I uh, this movie stressed me out right from the start where Owen Wilson is is he is just Told that the boss wants to see him, and then he dithers around for like eight <laughs> he, minutes. He dithers around doing other stuff.
0: He decides that's when it's time to call the pharmacy to re up his prescription, <laughs> and that call goes for a long time. And it was, it was. They, I think they're trying to get across. Yeah, this guy does not have his act together, and he lives in a world of stress. Uh, but they, they've, it's the way they've done it is at the at the time. I was like what what are we doing here like come on everybody yeah. and then once the movie settled in on me i was able to look back at it and go like mm, you know what that was kind of a funny way to get it across that he is he is <laughs> deliberately avoiding seeing his boss even as the se- the receptionist keeps <laughs> angrily calling him and he's like yeah yeah what other tasks can i get into right now
2: <laughs> i just know that like even you know even in a job that i am not worried about getting fired from, which, spoiler alert, is what's about to happen. If the boss calls me, I... I jump out of my chair and, for fear of being uh, being fired for well, angering the gods. Uh, well, but I think yeah, this
0: it becomes a little bit clearer. One, there's a uh, within the next couple minutes, you'll realize that this movie is a bonkers universe movie mm-hmm. and is not not a naturalistic movie. And so then this all makes more sense. But at the but at the time, you're like, dude, what's going on? Like, what are you doing?
3: Did you guys see uh, something that really annoyed me about this movie all throughout? Was it was Humans kept doing things that like humans don't even do. Like did you see how he <laughs> – did you see how he checked it to see how many pills he had? Like first of all, if you're on medication, you like you know probably when your cycle is and when you are when you should re-up. Yeah. Yeah. He looked at it. He stared at the pill bottle. He shook it and then he held it up to the light. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like the script probably said he realizes he's low on pills and he's like, how would I do that? And it was annoyed me immediately.
1: That's how I check like the liquor level when I'm doing inventory on like a dark liquor bottles. I have to hold it up to the light and just (laughs) guesstimate it.
0: My guess is that in the script it said like he opens the bottle and pours, you know, three pills into his hand. And then on set, Owen Wilson just could not get that. He's like, I can't get these new caps open. Like I just, the the bottle won't open. I don't like, and at takes, takes 79. The director was like, just just hold them up to the light. Just shake it all the light. He's like, what if I do that? What if I just shake it and hold it light? Uh That's what I'm telling you to do. so <laughs> I can't get this the cap. I just can't wow. It's like wow, this cap yeah, is so hard wow. to open yeah, up. I said, yeah, wow. Yeah.
3: And then yeah, the prop guy went, Oh, I got the
1: Owen Wilson proof caps.
0: <laughs> I forgot I got I forgot I got the Owen Wilson roof cap. Yeah. Oh, so he
1: uh, so he leaves to go to see his boss, and as he walks out of his office, he has left his wallet behind, which all of a sudden like fuzzes out like it's some kind of digital artifact. I'm mm-hmm. like, what is going on? <laughs> We're in a <the> matrix, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> Back to serenity. Oh I, oh, I was I was like a ghost is stealing your wallet. Oh, okay, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Samara is grabbing it. Um, so he goes to meet his boss. Uh, his boss fires him for having low productivity and then he stands up too fast and his boss flies backwards, <laughs> cracking his head open on his desk and dies. <laughs> Owen Wilson that, then props that was the, the moment where I said,
0: oh, okay, now I think I understand <laughs> what the wavelength this movie is. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, slapstick I got, but I death. gotta say
2: <laughs> it happens pro- so quickly too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As probably the dissenter here, like this is the part that gave me hope. This was like the part where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm in for mm, it. They, yeah, yeah. The, the Elliot and Stu weren't lying on their on their uh, on yeah. their text. This will be great because he also stands up so unnaturally. Like, uh-huh. like yeah. they are less than an inch away from each other and he pops up like a jack-in- the-box and <laughs> yeah. uh, the man immediately dies
1: he kills yeah. the man and then he picks his boss up and he props him up against the window with an ingenious little bit of prop work where he threads the, his boss's shirt sleeves through the latches on the window so it looks like his arms are up like he's doing a like a field goal wow. yeah, yeah, so yeah. it
0: it's just in, in the natural pose of a man pressing his entire face in front and palms against a window and then <laughs>
1: draws the curtains across. It was yeah, yeah, really yeah. really something. a else. perfect crime. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh he he quickly exits the 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 building, he leaves. Uh he goes to his regular dive bar across the street. He orders a double whiskey neat and he meets uh Isabel Clemens who is played by Salma Hayek, who is a interesting way to pronounce. Weird.
2: It.
1: Uh <laughs> wait, Hayek, Hayek, Hayek. I I usually, I've Salma? usually heard it What the fuck's Hayek. wrong with you, I've Elliot? I've heard it Hayek, but Hayek,
2: you could try. Maybe that's,
0: that sounds, all I that know, sounds is it, more Mexican. Why are you coming for me, short. Elliot? So that's,
1: that's
2: all
0: I know. <laughs> because What's up, look, Elliot? Look, I'm trying to loosen up on what Dan. What is up, that Elliot? Means, <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I, if I ease up on Dan, it means I've got a hard up on you, Stu. So.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, Salma Hayek is playing uh, like an eccentric artistic, unhoused lady who uh, can manipulate objects and sees the world as either real or fake. She and manipulates she objects
0: with her mind. We, I mean, not with her mind. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't just not, reach out and pick right, them, no, and them and a, smush a them. A yeah. yeah, she's not. She's not just one of I mean, those people who do like is always be a sculptor. I mean, she could do that, but it's it's not like she's just reaching out and filling with ashtrays and things right. like that and pouring all the salt out of salt
2: shakers. You know, It's true. I do manipulate objects uh, daily, uh-huh. just uh, as a normal person. At, and so at least she... once
0: a day, I try to manipulate an object of some kind just to make sure my mm-hmm. hands still work. You know.
2: Yeah. Sometimes people say I'm manipulating too much, but I say that's private. Well, that yeah, particular the, the object hair on you your are manipulating. Too much. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how are you, your eyesight fading is, is, yeah, you're manipulating that one object a little too much. Worth it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like,
0: but I look at the things that I'm that I'm using to help me manipulate it. Wait a minute, uh, my imagination, of course.
1: Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> I found a loophole, God. <laughs> so. uh... From her window booth seat, she has uh, <laughs> discovered that uh, Owen Wilson has killed his boss and uh, hidden the body because, of course, he propped him against a window. And what can you do through windows, <laughs> one Elliot? One of the best shots in the movie, See actually. things.
0: <laughs> you can see them. Yeah, that they look across the street and just see oh, his boss's great. dead body pressed against the window.
1: <laughs> He's like, right, right.
0: That's one of those new two-sided
1: windows right. <laughs> where you can look to both sides. Okay. So she she's like, okay, I will – I will help you get out of this jam, but you need to go to the bathroom and get a necklace that's filled with orange crystal drugs from my boyfriend. And he's like, oh, wow, okay, and he goes and does it. (laughs) And luckily, Uh, the boyfriend
2: is passed out. So she sets it up like it's going to be a big challenge, and he's just passed out. (laughs) Boyfriend played by uh, past guest of the show, uh, Ronnie Chang, also a a friend— a nice man. Oh, I'm sorry really? that we're doing this. Was movie, that Ronnie, Ronnie Chang
1: who was playing the that's boyfriend? Ronnie Chang played Kendo. Was yeah. he also the boyfriend? No, that's the same guy. Was that the same guy? I don't mm. remember
0: seeing his face when he's passed out. Was it Ronnie? Uh, I'm well, pretty well, sure it's the same. <laughs> okay. Nonetheless. It could, it because I remember saying to myself,
2: oh, there's Ronnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Considering
0: considering Kendo is the character they get these crystals from throughout the movie, it makes per- it could be.
1: That makes perfect sense. I will
0: admit when his name came up in the credits, I was like Ronnie Ronnie is doing so much work. Like he's in yeah, every yeah, movie yeah. that I see no, these He's, days. Doing, he's great. doing great. Yeah. We should have um, him on the show again. He's too big for us. So, I mean he's not Chuck uh, Norris, but you know. <clears throat> I realized we had a guest today and I shouldn't I shouldn't talk about other people who are more famous than the guest. <laughs>
1: He returns the necklace to Selma Hayek, who or Isabel, I guess, uh, who then takes out one of the yeah or high, uh, both of them, whatever it doesn't matter. Here's how uh, I
0: try to remember it: is it's like I'm staying at the Selma Hyatt, and then I just instead of ending uh, it Hyatt, I end it with an <laughs> ek sound, mm-hmm.
2: Ugh,
1: okay. like X versus Sever, which I'm is just, the other thing that you think. I'm, you gonna, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm like I'm staying
0: at the Hyatt to see X versus to see X. Versus Severin. And I remember it's Axe, not X because of Axe body spray. So that's the simple mnemonic I use to remember Selma Hayek. I, I like to sometimes I go, Selma and I are going on a kayak. And that's how I remember it, too.
1: So he returns the crystal necklace back to Isabel Uh, She then berates him for not stealing the wallet as well, so he goes back to the bathroom, and while he's on his adventure, on his wallet quest, she doses his drink with a crystal. Uh Uh-oh. She then gives him a speech and then uses her magic to make the dead body of the boss fall out the window and look like he committed suicide. Case closed,
0: <laughs> and and we know it's case closed because there's a surprisingly large amount of news coverage of this of this random guy jumping out of a window. They're like we get ongoing coverage throughout the movie of the investigation and that they've deemed it suicide. And this would be at most like a twenty second story on the local news, maybe
3: you know. Did you hear the line uh, that his his annoying you know the, the colleague that came into his office at the beginning and like really aggressively started like trying to see his drawings. Did you notice the line when the guy landed on the, on the sidewalk?
2: No. He ran.
3: Owen Wilson runs across the street and this guy yelled, he just committed suicide in the middle of the day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: inexplicable why he would point that
1: out. That's a nighttime
0: activity.
3: <laughs>
1: I know. Don't you know? Oh, man. Okay, so. <laughs> During uh, business hours. <laughs> uh, they make their escape uh, before they get found out. And uh, Isabel makes uh, Greg pawn his cell phone at a pawn shop, and they end up having to sell – because he lost his wallet, he can't go back to the hotel he's staying in, and he doesn't have ID. So when they sell his cell phone, it is for only $10, and Greg, of course, says – Wow, they really ground grind you down for that no ID thing, which is one of the many observations that Owen Wilson makes yeah. to, to all of uh, that, Isabel's wild stuff.
0: Yeah, he he, he is. Oh, his his responses are always more along the lines of like when you're hanging out with your dad and he sees someone with like spiky hair and he's like, uh-huh. I guess somebody's going to the barber today. Like like that level of like. Mm, I guess they're they're really grunge on that that no ID thing. I
2: feel like that's some of the Owen Wilson uh, charm shining through what's basically, like it's a very, you know, the character is going through a lot. So the performance is a a depressive performance, but it's like you can't hide that little bit of Owen Wilson that wants to (laughs) uh, comment on everything like he's Popeye or something.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) And it it provides an interesting foil to uh, Salma Hayek. Hayek? Hey, it's a, it's saying a, you're right? Are you guys going to give me shit every time? No, I won't give you
0: shit again. It's a choose-your-own-pronunciation. Do it however you would like.
1: Uh, and she, like, grabs a hold of this roll with both hands and shakes it constantly. Mm-hmm. It is – she is all in on this thing, yeah. which yeah. is, you know, like the com- kind of the complete opposite of uh, Owen Wilson's, like, low-key charm. Uh, not low-key, although he wasn't low-key and he was very mm-hmm. charming. Do you guys Confusing. know
0: – have you seen – so I've seen – I saw this at Target and I was so – I was like, well, who would buy this? And they have – it's a 12-inch action figure of Owen Wilson's character from Loki, and he comes with a clipboard <laughs> and I think a, mag, a jet ski magazine, and it's like, what, what would you do with this? Wow. It's just a guy in a suit. Like, why would you own this? And and the idea that like a child like,
2: – like a grandma will be like, I
0: got you one of those Marvel toys, and, and it's this guy.
2: <laughs> I think yeah, you're operating on the- a very outdated uh, sense of who's buying – uh, action figure. Yeah, the, I feel you, like
1: what's the over under on the number of butts that thing is going up?
0: <laughs> oh, well, I could see that. If it's if you're buying it as a marital aid, then sure, I can understand that. Oh, boy. You, have, you have to be the biggest Marvel completist to be like, you know who I need? I need uh-huh. Owen Wilson's businessman character. He's not a businessman, but you know what I mean. He looks like one. He's a detective. A time cop. He's a, but he's not a time cop that, like, wears a time cop uniform. He's just in a suit. He doesn't he do, do any, any splits, splits or anything. <laughs> or anything. Oh, no. oh look <laughs> at Yeah, that's, uh, okay. most of, that's most of the test too, if you're going to get on the civil <laughs> service exam to get into the time cop academy is whether you can do splits. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> I saw I, – I forget which – I think it was Kickboxer. I watched Kickboxer recently, uh-huh, yeah. guys, and there's a part in it. I don't know if you've seen Kickboxer. I don't yeah, know yeah. if I'm telling you stuff. You not already know, but there's years. a part in it where where while he's getting trained um his like legs are being pulled apart by ropes on like winches like the guy who <laughs> is training him is like <laughs> and i was like oh man the the origin story of van damme splits is in this movie like
1: <laughs> they have to explain like no normal human could do splits like this no. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pop those legs out. So he goes back to her, like her camp that she later refers to as her tarp home, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny. It's like a it's like a series of tents that are by an uh, overpass, um, and they're going there to hide from the law. He can't go back to his hotel, which is where he's been staying since his divorce. Um, so he sticks around. They share a stir fry. They have a drink. They're watching TV, which uh, I think they can only watch on mute, she specifies. Uh, He learns that he's innocent. Uh, she teaches him how to light candles using her magic. And he says, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Finally, I don't have to walk across the room to light
2: candles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is a huge help. Like, let's say, let's say you're trying to have Hanukkah from a distance.
2: There's a lot of. Look, (laughs) I'm a fan of candles, Elliot. I have one lit right now across the room. Stuart can confirm Uh to make the the place smell good. But, Uh uh. It's not a big part of my life. (laughs) Look,
1: Here's
0: here's the scenario. I'm going to give you two scenarios. One, you're taking a bubble bath. You go, Mm. oh, no, I forgot to light that candle so I can really relax and get the spa experience. I don't have to get up. I'm all wet. Then you do it from across the room. Scenario number two, you're at a friend's house. They're having a party. You have to go to the bathroom (laughs) so bad all of a sudden. And you realize, uh uh-oh. I can't get up to light that candle because it's because I'm I'm stuck to this toilet and people are gonna smell it. Again, light that candle from across the room. It's it's an amazing mm-hmm. tat, it's an amazing ability, and it can be yours for only $49.99 <laughs> if you get the uh semiak light a candle from across the room app.
2: At- <laughs> <laughs> is that a one time cost? Uh, no, it's a weekly subscription. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm be interested.
1: Um, okay. So he shows off, uh, shows her his sick drawings of uh, his pencil drawings of various homes that he wants to live in. Um, she seems already <laughs> kind of familiar with these and she asks where the dream home is. And he responds right here in the brain powered mind of Greg Whittle. <laughs> <laughs> and that line works oh, brain- because she then begs him to kiss her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, and it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of foreshadowing. About about some brain power.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, can I uh, point so out meanwhile- one other terrible line, real quick, please? Please, uh, th- just like this. I know this guy is supposedly like a, a pretty good science fiction writer, but uh, did you notice what Selma Hayek was doing? Literally, when she said the words "I'm living off the grid," she plugs in. The string lights, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if this guy knows what living off the grid means when she says it literally as she's plugging in electricity for her her, her beautiful string lights in yeah. her dark. And bomb. after
0: they've been watching television,
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty great. Anyway, just another uh, ludicrous line. That's my segment: ludicrous lines. <laughs> ludicrous lines <laughs> <What>? with CB.
1: <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile, we see his, uh, that Greg's daughter is kind of going around town. She, uh, tracks down her brother and tries to convince him to help her find their dad, uh, that she doesn't trust, uh, what her father's been telling her. And, uh, her brother does a pretty passable Owen Wilson impression. I thought that was pretty great. (laughs) Uh, okay, and then time seems to have passed because we now catch up with Greg and Isabel, and they're at the roller rink. Oh, and oh boy, this <laughs> yeah, is this,
0: sequence, hot. <laughs> this sequence is a, this is an amazing sequence. Unbelievable! Yes, now, lay it on us, lay it on us.
1: By now, by now, Greg is like <laughs> full on <laughs> skater boy. He's got a t shirt. He's got a long sleeve underneath that thing, um, and they are roller skating around. Having are they fun. wearing hats yet? Is no, they no, don't okay. have hats well, on. Well, the hair is floppy at the end now. Of the, scene. the hats are at the end of the okay. scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, his his hair is definitely floppy. Um, yeah. so they, they roller skate around. As they take befits some or- the flop house. Yeah, thank you, mm-hmm. Owen, for getting hair that works with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. They they take some orange crystal pills, they fuck in the bathroom, then they use magic to terrorize the other skaters, <laughs> including <laughs> some old people. <laughs> they're just tripping before escaping in stolen trench coats and ill-fitting fedoras. They're tripping skater after
0: skater. And first it's like someone who, who rushes past them, and then it's a guy who grabs a, a woman's butt, and they're like, he's a he's a vigilante using his telekinesis to trip people, and then it's just everybody. And Isabel's oh like, I don't like those. Old people over there, okay? They're they're not real. Go ahead and trip them, and he trips them, and yeah. it's and then it cuts. Eventually, it cuts them, and they're standing in a roller rink where everyone else is lying on the ground, prone. I assume killed by Owen Wilson's mind powers. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Well, it basically
0: became and they scream "King of the Rink," and they stack yeah. up the bodies and and jump on them. And then like Benny and June or like the the teens in the 1979er videos thing they run out laughing and steal some over old people's hats and coats and, and just
1: run out yep. like <laughs> So they go running out and the the police are showing up at this moment and they stand watching the cops drive away with the uh, the suspects that the police have captured and all of a sudden they see that the suspects are them in the back of the police car and instead of them standing on the sidewalk it's some other people wearing trench coats and uh, fedoras so we're like what is going on is this movie this movie isn't like a normal movie at all yeah that's one reaction (laughs) this movie's a
2: little twisted
0: yeah this movie's a little this is what is this did Cormac McCarthy write this because this thing is (laughs) twisted it's
1: fucking twisted dude um so they've been uh, they're arrested and they're released
0: <laughs> they're released and almost goes ask me if i told them my name i didn't and she goes i didn't tell them your name either and it's like well you, it's not like when you get arrested they go what's your name and you go i'm not going to tell you and they're like then i guess we yeah. can't <laughs> hold you we don't even know who you are
2: <laughs> you can go <laughs> you found the one loophole in the criminal justice system <laughs> yeah i mean it says
0: right here like in the book you can't arrest and- someone without a name
1: okay off you go <laughs> They both like look and behave as if they're tweakers, right? Like they're, okay. And it's also Um, the
3: middle of the day still, by the way, this packed roller rink of adults (laughs) and uh, old people on walkers. It's still in the middle of the day. I guess they didn't want to shoot nights or what?
0: No, and just the idea that an old lady with a walker is entering the rink, not just the building, but she's about to step onto the rink where the skaters are. It's it was it's a moment what? where you're like the more you the more you pull the threads out from it, the less anything makes
2: sense on yeah. any basic level. My one my one dying wish. I remember when I was a young girl, I skated so beautifully. Surely nothing will happen to me that's right.
1: bad at the roller rink today. Exactly. <laughs> no one's ever been hurt at a roller rink. <laughs> so time seems to continue passing uh his daughter is going but, to but run that, down, down motels just looking bec- for that's him po- that's yeah, possibly
0: just because time is an illusion that our consciousness have consciousnesses have yeah. have developed Stuart, let's uh, let's
1: yeah, make yeah. that that sounds like stuff you should know chuck what do you think <laughs> all i know is it's
3: constantly daytime in this world so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's>
1: always- <laughs> so Now, at this point, Greg and Isabel stop off for some artisanal chicken sandwiches.
2: (laughs) Artisanal Uh, is an interesting way to describe it.
1: You just stole my ludicrous line. That's what he
2: orders. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
3: Well, there are – Now, what artisan (laughs) carved the chicken? (laughs) It's two artisanal artisanal sandwiches, two orders of fries, and two drinks, and it's $12. So I'm sure it's very high-quality stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, She's, and meanwhile, it's, this, is, this is she goes get me a chicken sandwich, and he's like, okay. And then he watches her run off, get into a car with a John, and then drive yeah. away. And, it's like, and, it, yeah. and it, 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 it's like it takes him a while. It takes it a while for him to realize that his 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 beloved that he's been with for who knows how many days, because again, it's always daytime. Right. That he's just murdered a roller rink full of people for um, is, uh. is I guess is sex
1: working on the side. Uh, yeah, to, to it never seems to be working as a. F- yeah, either seems to be working as a full service sex worker or possibly just tricking them and attacking them, which she she does later. Which later happens. But he yeah. still tries to get those Sammys.
0: <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> and he, so, he gets them. And he gets
1: them, just not the way he expects yeah, it. That's right.
3: The hard way. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, she it. she
1: asked for it. They're in a relationship, it seems. Um, they're soulmates. That's specifically what they say. Um, so uh while he's at the restaurant, his son happens to be there and his son witnesses him behaving, you know, like a like kind of a tweaked out drug guy. Um, and and what sees it, is he does not <clears> have the money. He doesn't have the $12 on him to buy these sandwiches. Uh-huh. So he goes, uh, maybe I'll
0: order them later yeah. as if he, <laughs> it, the money will miraculously appear in his hands, you know?
1: Yeah. And he goes and hides behind the chicken sandwich restaurant. And then the employee <laughs> who he spoke to previously just gives him a bag of old chicken sandwiches. Um, and which, of course, he's very excited about. Which are no more that than two old. hours old, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. He pointed out the The screenwriter felt the need
3: to point out the the company policy for how long the chicken sandwiches (laughs) had to sit because the guy says,
2: you know, at the two hour mark when they've been sitting, we can bring them out to you. Yeah. yeah. Very now important. you have to understand they're no longer considered artisanal at this point. <laughs> right. But if you still want them, formerly yeah, artisanal.
0: You, <laughs> and he just throws them away. And goes, nah, I don't want them. <laughs> <You're man. right. laughs> no. This now this is it's a much more positive experience than is it Jamma? Is that the one where he he's sitting outside the back of a grocery store eating a well, eating moldy bread while crying? Was that the one? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's <correct. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one, Owen is very appreciative, and Somaiah comes back and he goes, "They're cold, but they're good." And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, he's, he's like, maybe it is artisanal, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, just so as good cold, maybe better. That, so they need to, they need to get more of the the what the yellows, the oranges, the, the yellow crystals. crystals. That yeah, yeah. So they they go to her drug dealer. Um, so she has to, she meets up with him, and her connection is played by Ronnie Chang playing Kendo who uh is some kind of a drug scientist and while while she's doing that Owen Wilson is outside and he gets uh, offered a variety of slang drug terms uh, and then shows off his butt <laughs>
3: it, yeah. amazing uh, one of the, one of my favorite parts <laughs> that, of this movie was when the was, drug dealer yeah. inexplicably just pulls his pants down as he walks off
0: <laughs> it's it's really it's one of those moments that you you're like I don't know if anyone on set knew what was going on at that moment. Like, I thought it, I was being it fucked me, with
3: at that point. I was like – It made
0: me wonder if that was not an yeah. actor and this is just something that happened while they were shooting at night and they let let it stay in the movie.
3: That's his signature move. He does that in everything he's in.
0: <laughs> well, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like, do you want any drugs? No, I don't want any. You don't want any drugs? You want any now? Well, now that I've seen your butt, yes, I right. do want drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <Like,
2: laughs> I missed that he was a drug dealer so I assumed and maybe this still <laughs> maybe this still uh applies that it was some sort of come on for other uh services but it's possible it may have been. I wasn't it's familiar
1: possible. with all those the slang terms he used yeah. so I hey in that case I mean yeah like it's it's tough if you don't know the the slang um okay so it's like when, when you uh, go while, to in
0: and out and you don't know the off menu like the, and right. you're like, I just want twelve burger patties on top of one another. Yeah, Can you man, please put just, it on put put it on the menu so I know how to order it? Please, <laughs> yeah, don't treat yeah, why, this why, like why, we're, yeah. like don't treat this like we're spies like with code words. This isn't a speakeasy, a burger speakeasy. There's nothing illegal about these hamburgers, so just advertise them. Just tell me I want to give you money in exchange for twelve hamburger patties stacked on top of each other. So just like tell me how to do it. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> is it a Yurtle? Is that what it's right. called? Just tell me.
0: <laughs> it's the same way every every airport in America seems to have different rules for whether your shoes go on or off the conveyor belt. At, yeah. In the, metal, in, the, in the metal detector or the the, the uh, scan machine, and it's like, just tell me. Like, don't yell at me when I do it wrong. Like, just that's tell me how to do it. Like, I, I you know, you whatever. If it's a local off?
2: thing to different places, like if they have different stuff, that's fine. But – the level of anger sometimes when <laughs> you do it wrong and it's just like, man, it's different all over the place. Just let yeah. me take my shoes off, it's fine.
1: <laughs> you guys don't, you guys aren't, you guys don't have known traveler numbers yet? You haven't applied for uh, them? Oh, sheer man. laziness on my part. Oh man. I thought
0: you had to be a gnome to do that. Yep, it's gnome <laughs> travelers. <laughs> uh, gnome like traveler. gnome
1: Chomsky, yeah, you yeah. got it
0: for free. <laughs> yeah, gnome Chomsky is really uh, he's he's such a controversial gnome. What more controversial yeah. than other gnomes? You know. <laughs> yep.
1: Okay. So uh, while he is waiting outside, uh, his daughter Emily finally tracks him down. She tries to convince him to come with her and to get cleaned up. Um, and but he wants her to wait for Isabel. So Emily's like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that and just leaves. Well and this uh, and he, he
0: he goes, he goes, No, I'm gonna make it to your graduation. And she goes, Graduation was two weeks ago, Dad. Yeah. And he is noticeably upset for a moment, but it's own it's Owen Wilson. He's never that upset about much of anything in the movie. He's just kinda like takes bad news a little roughly and then and then gets back to his main thing, yeah. which is hanging out with Isabel.
3: He also describes what graduation is earlier in the movie. I don't know if you remember that. Another ludicrous line. Uh, he's, <laughs> ding, ding. he's talking about yeah. looking forward comes to it here another ludicrous
0: line that's the that's the thing for it <laughs> he
3: says uh, he went yeah
0: I'm going to go I'm going to watch you walk
3: across the stage and in your cap and gown and get your diploma handed to you I'm like what
0: <laughs>
2: who is writing this movie well it's that so, you know that's like for the, <laughs> that's for aliens who may be watching the movie. And that's what are it felt like. By our-
0: there are a lot of things in the movie where they'll just throw a thing at you and they'll be like, you get it right. But then, yeah, the most basic aspect of oh modern God. life, they're like, we better explain <laughs> this. Anyway, people need roofs to live under so that right. rain doesn't hit them while they're sleeping.
2: Do We should explain that. <laughs> I like that explanation of why we have roofs. Elliot. I mean, it's I mean, one of them. Rain doesn't a, get them. It's a big one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Isabel returns with the 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 crystal drugs. Uh, some guys in a van start to hassle them. So Owen Wilson takes a whole handful of pills and then crushes it with his telekines- uh, telekinetic powers. Yeah, kind of like Akira. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Now, the uh, uh,
0: was the guy the guy in the van. Was that the same guy that that? that tried to seduce Owen Wilson with his butt and the promise of drugs.
1: That's the thing. It, it all blurs together, Elliot. I can't tell I couldn't anymore. tell.
0: I wasn't sure if it was the same guy or not. I guess this is a real, I don't know. it was Kendo the passed
1: out boyfriend situation for me. If he stuck his butt out the window instead of his face, <laughs> I probably would have recognized.
0: And then started talking out of it like Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man.
1: The thing is, that stuff is still funny. Yeah, still hilarious. So,
0: he's like, uh, excuse me, I need you to butt out of my neighborhood. And he's he's, got a, he's oh my waving God. a gun around at his butt. Unless you want to buy some drugs. You better get out of here or you're going to be rectum.
1: Uh,
2: wait. this <laughs> <laughs> guy needs to work on his puns a bit.
0: Can I anus you a question? <laughs>
2: Stop it! I do enjoy watching Stewart
1: laugh at it. Yeah, like when Stewart.
0: Stewart's fake laughter is a joy to me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, Greg wakes up in the camp and he packs his stuff, including his drawings, and goes to a community center to call his daughter from a payphone. Uh, He leaves a message. Uh, When he returns, Isabel is kind of freaking out, worried that he's left her. And she's concerned about their dwindling drug supply. And she's behaving like she's going through withdrawal at this point. Yeah. So she thinks – He is too attached to his daughter, who is not real. So they're going to need to take a different kind of crystal. They need to take a bunch of blue crystals Mm. that you put into like a metal tube that goes up your nose. And then you each have to take 10 of them. And that will take you out of the simulation that you're in, as long as you're real and not fake like all the other people. Um, So, But they don't have exactly 10. So they take a partial dose and they squirt it up their nose and... Wake up in the future. That's right. They're in a laboratory, all connected through their noses to a giant thing called a brain box filled with brains. Other people, including Ronnie Chang. (laughs) Yep, Uh, (laughs) Ronnie Chang is also connected to this. Uh, Isabel tells a lab tech, Isabel, who is Dr. Clemens at this point, tells a lab uh, a bunch of jargon to a lab tech that implies that this is one of many simulations, and they are forced to eject, and that. there's a few people that are in the simulation. that are real, and everybody else is an FGP. That stands for Fake Generated Person. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, Elliot, this is the part. This this whole segment of the movie. Yes. Is the part that angered me the most? Because the think.
1: scales have fallen from your eyes, and you see. the now you are like, oh right. wow, I know what I know what, reality,
2: no, I know what the higher reality the, is. I should have the taken exact, the red pill. <laughs> the exact opposite <laughs> is, is in fact, this case. I knew. By this point, it is clear, it should be clear to anyone viewing this film, this is a film about these people who, you know, are down and out. They are engaged in a shared delusion uh, spurred on by the circumstances in their life and their drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we go full into fantasy mode for a very long period of the movie. And I guess the part that angered me about it was just like, yeah, okay, I know that none of this is real. Why are we spending so much time in this universe? It is a, this
0: This sequence, I actually like a lot of stuff. in. The, I mean, I, I'm going to say, spoiler to Final Judgments, I actually like this movie a fair amount. I think it is an unsuccessful movie, but I like some of the things it does in trying to pull off this trick that it doesn't really pull off particularly well. But uh, the I think you're right. This sequence is too long, but I like how there are certain things in this sequence that are a a person who has who does not know what they're talking about's idea of what a, of what a utopian future would be. So there's a part where, where <laughs> Isabel is like, there's three things that made the future perfect. One, yeah. automation. Two, uh-huh. asteroid mining. <laughs> three, I for, and I forgot what the third one was. Synthetic <laughs> was, biology. Oh, she synth- asked him, she's yeah. like,
1: what are the three things can you guess? And I'm yeah, like, just, uh, yeah. not Syn- those and things. Synthetic
0: biology. And it's like- Artisanal chicken. And those are the kinds yeah. of things yeah. that, like, those are the kinds of, of buzzwords that, like, a person might hear and in their psychosis or in their, you know, the distortion of a drug mind would try to tie together into some reality. Or like she later she goes, your invention, the thought visualizer. And it's like yeah. a screen where you think things yeah. and they appear as a cartoon. And it's like, yeah, I believe this is like someone who's not a scientist's idea of what science might be like in the future. It's like a baby's <laughs> okay. idea. I, so I did science. think
2: it was funny though. Like the, the third thing was like asteroid mining. And it's <laughs> it's a dangerous Wilson's game. Re- reaction was, I never would have thought those. I never in a million years <laughs> would have said those ones. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's true. You wouldn't have. No one would have. Yeah. The, it the, was, the, oh, sorry. Just say, Chuck.
3: I, I just, uh, you know, when when he asks about about the thought visualizer, she says, you know, th- I'm waiting for the more the obvious explanation that this movie does over and over, and she just goes in her her great summer high accent, "It's a thought visualizer." And that's all she says.
0: Yeah, that's then, all she says because they, they don't really know what it is. Except yeah.
3: for wearing a pickle. Like that's that's the other big like line <laughs> mm-hmm. is they show everything in the thought visualizer except – the most like I guess the best joke in the thought visualizer, which is wearing a pickle, which I assume is them literally in a pickle, but That's it my never guess, but you shows never see it. it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and that well, like, later. Well they assume on... that you they're gonna let your own brain, your own brain-powered mind, right. do the work on that one. And yeah. that, You're that, like, like, is <laughs> that a
2: kosher pickle? Is it a half sour? Right. Is yeah. it a whole sour? <laughs> what kind <laughs> of pickle is it?
0: Or that spoiler alert, I assume, for what Stuart was gonna say later, that they go to a big scientist party and they meet Bill Nye there because he appeared <laughs> he on a television in this, earlier actually. in the movie yeah. and who's really funny in this and it's like and it's like yeah this is he, this guy's not a scientist this is i mean also what's his name uh, the uh that uh yeah, that philosopher dude. uh Slavoj Zizek is in there and i don't believe that Owen Wilson would have heard of him but i know the filmmakers did but like the but the, like a, if a person was like a regular person who's not plugged into science would be like, Yeah, I went to this big science party, and you know who's there? Bill Nye, because he's the most famous scientist. Like, I'm surprised yeah, Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson didn't show up because you, all you have to do to get him in your movie is just say the words Neil deGrasse, <laughs> and he appears before you and says, Where's okay. the camera?
1: <laughs> so we, uh, we're, we're jumping ahead. So they're currently yeah. in a weird futuristic university. Everything is marble, everything's white or beige. In addition it's very to like the people, yep. Yeah, it, again, looks like Sapienza. Yeah, there. In addition to the people walking around, there's also holographic projections of people walking around. This was this was um, my
0: ludicrous line that I liked here. Where he goes, he goes, what's with all the ghost people or hologram people? Like he's got to hedge his bets. <laughs> they might be ghosts, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and also the the hats get a lot better in this world. Oh yeah, much cleaner, yeah. nicer hats. Uh-huh. Yeah, those well, those they, are carbon
0: free <laughs> hats. Those hats aren't aren't contributing to climate change. Yeah, finally. <laughs> so
1: they 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 explore the like the waterfront part of the town and Owen Wilson gets really excited for olive oil at which point <laughs> Isabel says put that brain boner away <laughs> 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 unbelievable so
0: yeah and, then he's, and th- there's a and there's these they're all these like I don't know. It's 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 a ridiculous idea of what a utopia would be like. They've got olive oil here. We've got to get it for the house. He goes, yeah. Put that rainbow away. Like we've got olive oil at the house. Like it's we, it's we like have gal- gallons <laughs> of it. Gallons of it. Yeah. Like hmm. it's it's the, the you know there's that old John Mulaney joke about how. Donald Trump is a is a homeless person's idea of a rich person, where it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have a big gold building with my name on it. Like this is that his idea of a of a of a utopia where he's rich is that he has gallons of olive oil at his house. Like I don't know, I liked all that stuff, but uh, it, uh, it does
1: go on for too long. It goes on for a long time. So. They also point out uh, in the distance there is a hotel that had been featured in his drawing, the Hotel Pleiades. Right. Which Isabel <laughs> says, "Pleiades, what a beautiful name, play at ease." And I'm like, "That's I don't think that's, that's what that not, means. Yeah, I don't no, know what, yeah. what's going she also on." She says, uh, "She
0: says, what better name for a hotel with an observatory?" Right. And they never go to the observatory. There's no reason for it to be there. Like nope. I don't. It's, it's just it's it's such a strange detail to go out of your way to comment on and never do anything with. Yeah. yeah,
3: it was really weird. But th- at least at this point in the movie, we know why Owen Wilson signed on because he read the script and he said, so I'm going to go to Italy and make out with Selma
1: Hayek a lot. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. There, it'd be hard for him to say no to,
1: it, to that project. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, for even the character in the movie, there's worse reasons to ruin your life. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so they're hanging out in their villa. His memory hasn't returned, strangely. It should have returned even though they're out of the simulation. And then we cut Back to the simulation where his daughter Emily is still looking for him. That's strange because that's just the simulation and she's an FGP. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Uh, Salmay explains about the three things that caused this utopia. Again, automation, synthetic biology, and asteroid mining. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure you guessed, all the listeners guessed. Um, They're getting really stoned too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's a utopia. They she pulls <laughs> out a TV screen that is the thought visualizer that has animation similar like the Fallout video game. Um, and you like tell the TV what you want and it'll show it to you, right? Yep. It's almost,
0: it's incredibly useless <laughs> because power. it's it's just it's yeah. it's just visualizing what you're imagining at the moment. He's like he's like, "Oh wow, like a tiger riding on the beach and there's a dinosaur in a bikini and it's like" Okay. There's like, it's not that useful. <laughs> this, this machine You can cut
2: out the middle man in this. <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> Just have to think about the thing. thing. And then she goes,
0: she goes, and now it's, this is, we're going to do it. My my favorite one. We're in, say we're in a pickle. And he says it and they laugh, but you don't get to see the screen. Yeah. And then later Bill Nye is like, Hey, have you tried it with, we're in a pickle? <laughs> it's like, yeah.
1: So they decide to have one more day in paradise. Uh, cause she wants to go back into the simulation. He's like, no, this is amazing. Why would we do that? Um, So they decide to have one more day in paradise. They ride a boat. They again put on some nice hats. They get off the boat, immediately go into a mixer. So you know it's paradise. (laughs) It's a mixer between (laughs) artists and scientists. Bill Nye shows up. He suggests that her research isn't doing so well. Um, And then Isabel and Greg get into a fight. We have the philosopher talking about turtles all the way down. Uh, meanwhile, they're being observed by a pair of holograms that look a lot like his FGP daughter. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it
0: is. It is. His. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, put that's exactly together.
1: who. Together. <laughs> Good work, Colombo.
2: Uh, so
1: Greg, Greg <laughs> well, doesn't want to go more back thing, in.
0: One more thing. You. This looks like a picture of you. Yeah, it is a picture of me. Okay. Well, case closed. <laughs> case closed. You are you. Uh, yeah, Greg said doesn't want to go back well, I'm just, in. So he. I'm <laughs>
1: Greg doesn't want to go back into the simulation, so he convinces Isabel to present her findings on stage. She says as long as he'll sit and be interviewed for it. Uh, So they do this big presentation. The signs describe it as the ugly simulation process. Uh, I'm not quite sure what is
2: supposed to be demonstrated here. Like, he says a thing, and and then I guess he also says the thing that's more true, like the her science allows us to hear that, I didn't Was, really... Well,
0: it's a, that it's a mood-altering thing. The idea is that you, mm-hmm. you get so used to paradise that you start to nitpick uh-huh. about the tiny things, and it's no longer satisfying. But then you spend a little time in the brain box experiencing how crappy life used to be. And when you come back out oh. of it, you you feel great and you, experience, you appreciate things again. So she's like showing this video. She asks him... Hey, how's life? It's a bo- he, it was a before and after interview. Yeah. Like yes. oh. the so first she,
1: she, interview followed by his like exit. Okay. Interview. Yeah. yeah. So
0: she, so she asked him, she's like, how's life? And he's like, it's amazing. I love everything. And then she shows the old interview pre brain box. And she's like, how is everything? And he's like, I can't get the pool temperature, right? This place right. fucking sucks. <laughs> like it's, so the idea is the, it's, it's essentially the children's book. It could always be worse but in a in an incredible science fiction uh scenario where you put yourself through a crappy place so that when you come out you're like you know what paradise is nice maybe it doesn't matter if the pool, the pool's a little cold at least i'm not living under an overpass in a in a kind of tent city shoving crystals up my nose you know
3: well it turned so, into a, it, a like a rich guy's Yelp review of some really awesome place basically
1: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah basically she, he's and during the interview at one point he gets distracted by the holographic project, projection of his FGP daughter Emily, um, but for all intents and purposes this presentation goes off. She she's used him as a successful example of the experiment, and the crowd goes crazy like they're loving it.
0: It's also it's a hilarious presentation of science because it's like. She could have just said, "Hey, pretend that you really like stuff now." Like, there's no data yes. she's showing them. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's not. Yeah. There's not. You need. You need. You would have to do a study of many people under controlled right. circumstances. It's like, <laughs> well, let me. You don't think it works? Well, let me ask my husband and lover if it works. Yeah, I think it works. <laughs> then you must be a genius. <laughs> like, it's not even at the level of teaching Peter Boyle how to sing and dance to putting on the Ritz. It's not even that <laughs> le- level of like scientific evidence. <laughs>
1: Uh, So during the, the, after the presentation mixer, uh, he tracks down the hologram of his daughter who suddenly becomes real and she urges him to come back uh, and that she's concerned for him, but he's confused. And then she gives him the crystal necklace um, and then (laughs) she's telling some kind of a story and... Uh, it, it s- is summarized with braids, not brains. Right. It feels like a weird improv. <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so she wants him to choose between the two worlds. Uh, and the simulation starts to blur into this futuristic world. Sometimes the wall looks like a, like a rundown slum. Other times it's this beautiful, uh, I guess like university. Um, he takes an orange pill and uses starts to use powers again, pushing, uh, making way for Isabel so she can escape the press of uh, rioters. And everything starts to devolve into chaos. They need to get back into the lab and jack back into the brain box so they can get the 10 <laughs> crystals, which is the only place to get the cr- blue crystals. So you need to go back into the brain box, which is where they make <laughs> the blue crystals, and they need to take 10 each or else it the, won't work. Yeah, yeah it the makes the only- sense to
0: me. The only way to get ad- – at again, this is, Dan, as you mentioned, the, the drug-addled uh, d- dementia of a of a man who, uh, having a psychotic break. But, uh, yeah, they, they have to go into the brain box so they can finally escape the brain box.
3: Now, was this the part where they had the sort of scene where they were running on the rooftops together? Yes.
1: Oh, no, this, no. That so was they, later. As soon as they jack back in. Yeah, as oh, okay. soon as they get in. But All right. Before
3: well, that, probably yeah, like so they, another they ludicrous like line
0: running. coming up. <laughs> They're, like, running through the <laughs> plaza and, like, garbage is appearing around them. Not the band. Right. That would be amazing. Right, right. Just, like, uh-huh. you know, trash.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. are you ready with – did you hear what Chuck said? Are you ready with the jingle?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait. Uh, I, I'm okay. trying to remember. Oh, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> Hey, this is ludicrous. Get ready for another ludicrous line sponsored by me. Ludicrous. Okay, now you do it, Chuck. <laughs> well,
3: I didn't want to jump ahead, but it's when they're running on the roof. And it, it goes really fast. I don't mm-hmm. even, even notice it, but – uh he says something about like, well, shouldn't we have uh, figured that out before people started shooting or something? And then Selma <laughs> Hyde goes, meh, meh, meh. She's just like oh. <laughs> it's so weird. And I even played that part for my wife this morning uh, like three times, and we were just dying. It, and it's clearly uh, ADR. Like they were like, Well, she's gotta say something there because she has no line yeah. and uh, like no snappy comeback. Maybe she but could just lo- make fun of him.
0: I love <laughs> I mean, I love that moment because it was like She, by that point, she is, so the first half of this movie is trying to set her up as like this, basically like a, um, the, the kind of nightmare version of a, of a manic pixie dream girl. And then she is just so mean to him. The moment, like from that moment on and like she's got, she has made his life a nightmare and he's just like, uh, maybe you shouldn't have killed that guy. And she's like, me, 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 like like like, adding, adding like childish teasing on top of it. It was so weirdly
3: out of place in a movie that didn't even make sense. So it should have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're back in the simulation. They start to use their powers to cause all kinds of havoc, cutting people's throats, throwing stuff around. They run into Kendo, who keeps calling her Dr. Clemens, and he starts to reach for something. She claims it's a gun, so she blasts him. Ronnie Chang falls down dead. Turns out he wasn't reaching for a gun. He was reaching for blue crystals. Uh, So, yeah, they escape over the rooftops. Uh, They... They're on the run. They need to get back to their tarp home, as she calls it. And they the they have a
0: gun at this point too. They've they've they have tricked a she has she has uh, gotten into a car with a John and then and then they beat him up and they take his take a gun and a wallet.
3: from Ludicrous line so, though.
0: Yeah. Did you catch it? Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> again, this is me, the rapper Ludicrous. I'm also an actor, and I'm back to introduce another ludicrous line. It's a ludicrous line from Chuck.
3: <laughs> when she gets in the car with the John. She says, "Like you know, what do you want?" And he All says, right. "Like every man would say." He went, "How about a BJ and a finger in the butt?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a man. Who, I gotta say, a man who knows what he wants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I res-
2: I respect the specific, uh, the specific order, and yeah. you know that's a fine thing to want. I was kind of confused. Like it seemed like this transaction was going to happen in the car, and that's like yeah. a hard physical thing to do. I feel like. I don't know in the confines Stewart Stewart's like, like, I don't that. know
1: if you're creative about it." <laughs> Stuart's like, I don't "Have you know, ever been in,
0: in the car?" I mean, the worst thing yeah. that happens is her hand's going to fall asleep cuz cuz the weight of him on, on her
2: arm yeah. while she's putting a finger in his butt, but you know. Yeah, true, 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 true. But anyway, it is it is funny.
1: it's like he's ordering he is it's no, like I he's mean, ordering an shit. <laughs> we should diagram we should use our thought visualizer and diagram that shit. Uh, okay, like, but like
2: he, only if it's in a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the
0: the way that maybe that's what in a pickle means is a finger in a butt. That's what you see. But the it's like he's ordering off the menu at at the restaurant. How about, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how about a... Yeah, the fucking a QR code. code. Yeah, well,
1: right.
0: oh, we're running a combo on that right now. Okay, Yeah, sure. we don't usually put those two together,
2: but sure.
1: <laughs> it's
2: your okay, way so right away, sure.
1: The uh, the cops have them surrounded at their tarp home. Uh, they realize they actually don't have enough crystals for both of them to... To get out of there, they only have enough for one of them. And so Owen Wilson at first talking. is like,
0: "Well, I'll just take them then." Oh yeah, well,
1: that's my favorite part. He's like, "All right, well, I'm going then." Sorry,
0: <laughs> like, I can't stay here. I'm going. But then uh, he's he's uh, not so unchivalrous
1: for long. So she she takes the she takes the drugs. She distracts the cops before <clears throat> squirting the blue crystals up her nose and giving him enough time to escape. He goes running away, uh, in a pretty interesting long take, like a, a long single shot of him like running, yeah. running away. I thought that was For kind a of cool. While. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And then uh, he, of course, immediately runs all the way to a rehab clinic where he checks himself in and at his first meeting, he says that he believes he has a daughter. And then we, uh, <laughs> well, sometime he says, later, this he meets woman up with says his daughter she's on a My bench.
2: daughter and I believe her. I think is how he puts it yeah. actually, yes. which is a. Uh, an unusual opening thing to say. It's not quite a ludicri-
0: <laughs> it's not quite a ludicrous line, but it is an out of the ordinary line. Before this, so yeah. the, I uh, just there's a there's a moral I feel like that the movie gives earlier in a, a little bit earlier when he's arguing with Isabel that I feel the movie doesn't really earn. Uh, where he's saying to Isabel, he's like, "Well, I'll use those crystals," then he goes, "No, wait." You use the crystals, but first kill me, and I'll wake up in the real world. And she goes, "I don't know." And he goes, "Well, that's he's, you said that's what happened when you killed Kendo." And she's like, "Yeah, but I don't really know." Like right. she's just kind of <laughs> casually gives away that she probably did kill Kendo. And the uh, and so he he's telling her that you know what actually I also this- like
1: the idea that he he's like yeah just uh, just use a rock and bash my brain. <laughs> yeah, again. I'm yeah. like that's. That's intense, dude. Like yeah. if I'm playing a video game and I have to do that, I'm uncomfortable about it. <laughs> and also, and he, knows she has a, person. he knows she
0: has a gun too. So to, to like do it fast or do it slow, <laughs> but you got to kill me. Like, maybe use the, just use Here. that rock. Use you know? a
2: spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Tell you what, he's like, you know what? This, that world's beautiful, but this world is beautiful too. Cause you never know what's going to happen. It's so unpredictable. You know, anything can happen and that's beautiful. And I was like, okay, if that's the moral the movie is pushing that I don't, I don't think the movie has earned that moral because this has been an unpredictable movie, but it's also his life is just a nonstop spiral into chaos. There's never, you know, there's very little, uh, there's very little magic going on between him and Selma Hayek in the re- in this, in this real stimulation fakes real world, you know, right? <laughs> in the
1: grim world. Yeah. 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 So, which is, which is uh, clearly and- the real, real world. Wait, what? <laughs> it's cl- So, the real, that's real world. The, the real, real world.
0: Yeah, yeah, because people stopped (laughs) being polite and they started being real. Nobody is very polite in the movie.
2: So wait, is his boss dead? Well, he shows up later on. That was a confusing part to me because I'm like, I I don't. (laughs) Is his wallet in The logic of this movie, like, I guess, you know, people have fantasies about killing their boss. So, like, if that's part of the fantasy, the early part, then sure, that makes sense, but then why would you have a fantasy where it happens in such a weird way? <laughs> yeah,
0: well,
1: because
0: he's, he's just a weird guy. As you can tell, he's a he, pretty strange guy.
1: Did he really have a corner office at a place called Technical Difficulties? <laughs> right. I, think yeah.
0: that, I think that, so here's, so here's what I'm going to say about this movie. I think to go at it from a literal point of view and say, but which stuff was real then and which stuff was not real is to not get the point of the movie. And again, the movie is not clear in its point. It's not, like I was saying, it's not, really successful in what it's doing. But I think the entire time it is his emotional, the emotional state that he is in. And you can't, the same way that like um, a more successful version of a movie like this is like Synecdoche, New York, where there's no point in that movie, I feel like, where you are watching the literal natural worlds that we all exist in. You are always in Philip Seymour Hoffman's head, the entire movie. So anything is to ask, is this, or the the way that um, I remember once, watching uh, Memento with somebody years ago and it was still a newish movie and they're like, and they're like, I like to believe that he's just a serial killer and he's made up everything that happens and none of it's real. And I was like, well, that's a boring movie. <laughs> like, like, what a boring movie that is. But, like, there has to be an idea that some of it's real, but you're, like, when he's at that company called Technical Difficulties, that is mm-hmm. just a room full of people saying into phones over and over again, I'm sorry you're having technical difficulties. <laughs> like, yeah. that is that is just his yeah. that is just his emotional uh, understanding of the where he works, you know, and things like that. Yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah. Guys, when I watch Commando, I like to imagine that Alyssa Milano's character isn't, doesn't actually exist and he <laughs> He's just killing all these people for no reason. <laughs> I
0: mean, what, that's because, like, once you do that, you can do that for every movie. There's no movie
1: where you can't say, oh, well, that character doesn't exist. It's all, it's yeah. all in their now, head, you know? Yeah. Now I'm playing with power.
2: No, this is <laughs> – no, I agree. This is a, a fault of, like, internet theorizing that has, like, gotten so out of hand. I mean – there's a confusion between, like, having an opinion about a movie and being like, and I can also invent whatever extra textural thing that I want to, yeah, you know, support my view of the film.
0: There's a, There's but. a story that Roger Ebert used to tell about showing a class of students the movie being there where at the end, spoiler alert, he literally – he walks on water at the end because he's such an innocent, I guess, or, you know, it's not quite – it's not explained to you, mm-hmm. you know, and – that students in his class were like well maybe there was like a a ridge under the water or like maybe it wasn't that deep and so that's what he's really walking on maybe there's like a there's like a track under the water and he was like you can't invent stuff that's not on screen in the movie like the movie is like the movie is is challenging you with something you can't just be like well i'm going to make up an explanation that's supported by nothing in the film right. and i feel like that's uh it's that's a thing that yeah happens a lot well i think the fact that the idea that movies have to be explained like there's so many articles where it's like the ending of Spider-Man No Way Hum explained. And I'm like, I don't it seems pretty clear. Like I don't I
1: don't know what <laughs> pretty, I don't know yeah. what yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't well, know like, what was what like the end of Power of the Dog explained. I'm like, it's actually pretty clear. Yeah, it's I mean, incredibly <laughs> clear. Yeah. But, I tweeted
2: about a actually I saw this clickbait article today that was like Ten dangling threads that Night Court never got to wrap up. I was like, wow! I had to see what it was. I was reading, it. I'm like, "Yeah, these they are just dated things you and you that clicked. happened. <laughs> Where did he, he learn? That? I know, I know. Amazing, but it was like, what, oh, his relationship with this other character never got. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll really. raise
0: you. I'll raise you, Dan. I once <laughs> saw an article, and I clicked on it because I had to, called all the Back to the Future movies ranked. And it was like, there's only three of them. <laughs>
2: and the How'd it one go? Is Did it go one, two, three? That's how i do it. Yeah, basically. Pretty
0: much, yeah. That was, it was, the, but it was the. it was like, it was the most, it was like, hey, they told me I need to write five articles today. It is 4.50 p.m. I, I, I got to get this fifth <laughs> article written. I guess I'll rank all I, the movies in
2: a three movie series. It both infuriates me and I'm like, I know this is just some poor writer who wants to write, who
1: has to do this. Yeah.
2: You know, but God, what a world. So but that, anyway. was, that
1: was, yeah, that was all the movie. The that was was uh, the whole movie. <laughs> it's the whole movie. It's called
2: Bliss. Bliss. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs>
3: Most game shows quiz contestants about topics they don't even care about.
0: But for 100 episodes, the Go Fact Yourself podcast has asked celebrity guests trivia about topics they choose for themselves.
3: And introduced them to some of their personal heroes along the way.
1: Oh my gosh. Shut up. I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh, my stuff. <laughs> it's so, so exciting to meet
3: you. Join me, J. Keith Van Stratton.
2: And me, Helen Hong, along with special guests DJ Jazzy Jeff and Faith Saley, plus some amazing surprise experts on the 100th episode of Go Fact Yourself.
3: And join us twice a month, every month, for new episodes of Go Fact Yourself here on Maximum Fun.
2: Hi, Maximum Fun. It's me, James Arthur M. from Minority Corner. Okay,
0: I got some good news and I got some bad news. Bad news. Minority Corner, after seven years and 340 episodes, we are wrapping up our show. I know, I know, but hey, good news, good news is, that means we must have solved racism and homophobia and sexism and equality and equity for all. Yay! No, no, we didn't. Well, I'd like to think at least that we are better off than when we started seven years ago. So, don't. Don't worry, we might be saying goodbye, but our episodes will live on in the podcast airwaves forever. forever, or until the internet crashes and burns, whatever comes first. Minority Corner, the final episodes, right here on Maximum bun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority Corner, because together we're the majority. The Flop House has some sponsors this week, and we're very excited to tell you about them. This podcast, The Flop House, is sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy. Look. This is a time in a person's life and also the history of the world when more than anything, you need to take care of yourself because things are not easy. I think, I don't know if you, I don't know if anyone listening has noticed, but the past couple years have been difficult. Mm. And so this is a time, especially when you need to look out for yourself, take care of yourself, do what you can to get yourself feeling like you can keep going, not just at the bare subsistence survival level, but also enjoying life and having a good life and making the most of your time because we only have so much time on this earth. BetterHelp didn't tell me to tell, to say that, but you know what? You needed to hear it. I'm sorry, but do it now because you need to take care of yourself. It's time. You don't have a lot of time left. You're next. You're next. That was the <laughs> end of the invasion of the body snatchers. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, therapy is something that I have fallen back on many times. It's been very helpful to me and not just in times when I have felt like I am fraying at the edges, but just regular times too. It's something that can help you just get get the most out of your time and also it's good to have that time to just be able to talk about yourself and what's going on with you and feel like you can shine a spotlight on yourself for a moment and just be yourself and... Talk in a way that's helpful, and that's where maybe BetterHelp is the solution for you. Therapy in general I'd recommend to everybody, and perhaps BetterHelp can help you that way. It is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, which I know is something that I like because that way I can pretend the therapist is not looking at me. Uh, If I can't see them, then they can't see me, which helps me to talk about things that I'd be uncomfortable talking about when someone can look at me. It can be more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. A lot of getting a therapist and finding the right one is being matched and trying out sometimes multiple people uh, to find the one that you connect with the best. So getting matched quickly is great. If it's not the right match for you, you can get matched quickly again. Give it a try. See why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. We're sponsored by BetterHelp, and that means that Flophouse listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Flop. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Flop. Try it out. What are you waiting for? I don't know. So go ahead and do it. I know. I'm doing it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put more stress on you, but that's why therapy is good because you can handle that stress. Okay. So, d- now you're ta- Now it's sounding more like a uh, another thing I have to check off, and it's more pressure, and I know it's something I need to do to help myself. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. BetterHelp.com.
2: Slash Flop, uh, the Flop House is also sponsored. <laughs> did in I part get too re- by- did
0: I get too real with my own thought process there, guys? You did, yeah. I it apologize.
2: I apologize. Trip through your uh, internal monologue made extra. A real a real bliss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the Flop House is sponsored in part as well by Story Blocks. Bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision with Story Blocks. Storyblocks' unlimited all-access plan gives you unlimited downloads of the over 1 million-plus assets in their library. You can try out multiple options quickly and find the perfect fit so you can create more and spend less. Stay on budget while telling the best version of your story with the most affordable subscription plans and tools on the market that scale to meet your needs. Restock. Is their commitment to increase representation in stock media by hiring creators from marginalized communities to create content that is more reflective of the diverse world we live in? I've used Story Block, uh, Storyblocks, multiple times. I uh, made a couple of videos for previous live shows, uh, intermission videos using Storyblocks. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain i'm gonna do something new for the intermission video this time around so this is the uh, first time hearing this i like to change things up and surprise people but uh when i did use them they were great i could find a lot of uh footage anything that i thought of in my dumb little brain i could put in the search bar i'd find it i could download it looked great worked like a charm you can can explore their library and subscribe today at storyblocks.com slash flop. That's storyblocks.com slash flop.
1: We also got us a Jumbotron today, something that you can do too if you want. But the Jumbotron that we got this time goes as follows. My name is Ryan, and I mix full albums for bands for free. I used to work professionally in the field, but now I just do it because I love it. I have availability in my schedule in 2022 to take on some new mixing projects, so I'm looking for bands who have recorded an album but haven't mixed or released it yet. If that sounds like you or someone you know, please visit imixforfree.com and submit your project for consideration. Not a gimmick. For reals, I don't charge. I just like doing it. So go to I mix for to submit your project.
2: Let's talk about final judgments. Whether it's a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, a movie we kind of liked. Uh, I will kick us off because I think I'm the outlier. And I'll just be like, I, 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 look, I know it's not rational sometimes, like a it's reaction that people have to movies. For some reason, this movie just <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way and made me angry. And I think part of it is like I like Owen Wilson and Sama Hayek, and they're giving it their best. So parts of this movie are I also like Ronnie Chang. I like <laughs> Yeah, sure. He's <laughs> Ronnie great. Chang, a very nice <laughs> human being. Um they I just they're good at what they do. And so I actually was emotionally affected by some of the stuff. Like the scene where Owen Wilson is presented with the fact that he has already missed his daughter's graduation. Uh, made me sad, but I think part of it is I make a deal with art and/or entertainment that okay, movie. If you're going to make me sad, you better be good. <laughs> like like I if 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 something's dumb and it also makes me feel bad, I uh, feel a lot worse about it. I think, and so. Mm-hmm. To me, this was a case of a lot of miserable things happening, and I don't think that it did enough to present it in a artful or entertaining way for me to react well to the fact that I just sort of walked out, like, upset, and it told me something that I already knew, which was like, okay, this man's life is in spiral, and he needs help, and... At the anti he gut help, and I guess that's good for this fictional man. But I didn't enjoy the journey. But what do you guys have to say?
1: <laughs> uh, sorry, I just got forwarded a movie review uh, by one Chuck Bryant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know what this movie was pretty good. Oh. Uh, I mean this is this is a this is a dumb movie. This is a dumb bad movie. It is like a student film that has a, uh, a wildly high production budget. Um, and in that it has these like very earnest feelings that it does not know quite how to express. Uh, Owen Wilson is doing his best. So Hayek is doing her best, um, and the there's some very funny line readings that, like, I saw somebody on Twitter describe Danny McBride's line readings in Righteous Gemstones as, like, the uncanny valley of uh, dialogue. And I feel like a lot of this movie is that way, too. Like, it's been run through, like, three different processors <laughs> before you get some kind of end result with, like, you know, the brain-powered mind of Greg Whittle. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I th- I would say this is a solid good-bad movie. mm
0: I would say it would work as a good, bad movie for sure, and I actually, but I did kind of like it. It was a movie that I don't mm, think is successful. It feels like a it feels like a um it's trying to do the kinds of things on a even slightly less pretentious level than Mother did and is not anywhere near that level of achievement and Mother's movie I like a lot, and there is a I think Owen Wilson is not really well cast in it like because. He is so incapable of showing shock or amazement or like he's at, he's he's so even keeled all Shows the time. Shows amazement
2: all the time, but yeah, his yeah, he's <laughs> saying wow. But that's even the his wows
0: are so incredibly. It feel, when he says wow, it feels like he is saying it because he thinks you expect a reaction from right. him. Like you just <laughs> you've just given him I'll a present back. that he was not impressed by, <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, wow, wow, yeah, wow, that's something. Like it's not. I think he is. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't really do manic uh particularly naturally um and it's a movie that is like it's super ham-handed i i think you're right Dan that it does not really earn the emotions it's going for but yeah. i real but i liked a lot of it in the world and once once it was clear to me what this movie is that this is about a guy who is in a toxic relationship who has lost his grip on reality and has to make a choice between am i going to stay in this objectively more pleasant fantasy or am I going to return to reality because there's someone there who is who needs me because my daughter needs me basically and doesn't need me to take care of her but just needs that connection like I really liked that aspect of it and I feel like the movie doesn't the movie doesn't fully understand what emotions it's going for but at the same time there's part of me that's like like Stewart says it feels like a student film on a big budget there's a lot in this that I would forgive more if it was a student film or a super independent film you know because it has ambition to it. And uh, unfortunately, it has the budget to meet that ambition, which I think is to its detriment because it doesn't have – it's – craft-wise, it's not meeting that ambition. So yep. it's like it should be – it's not as good a movie as it wants to be or thinks it is. But there's still a lot uh, in it that like uh, got to me a little bit and that I and I was enjoying that journey. But I also, Dan, enjoy movies where people's minds are falling apart and, I'm, and we're seeing it oh. through that. So like the uh, – there's parts of this where I was like, yeah, yeah, this is like someone trying to do a not – arch like or not cheeky like terry gilliam type story and mm-hmm. it's not really mm-hmm. working but i still liked i liked the attempt and i liked all those ludicrous lines that chuck was saying i was like yeah because it, yes yeah, through the mind of a, someone who's falling apart so like i get that His even the fact that the 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 non-player characters in the thing are called fake generated people it's like yeah this guy <laughs> right. this is this world <laughs> is the creation of someone who is not a good writer in the in the in the world of the movie so like he doesn't know yeah. he's not yeah, yeah. come up with a good name for it but anyway Uh, Chuck, what did you think?
3: Uh, well, I kind of vacillated between thinking it was really, really, really bad. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think the student film comparison is, is really spot on. It it felt like it's, it's the most student filmy major production I think I've ever seen. Uh, but because I was watching it for the show, I kept wanting to have a good time Because I was looking forward (laughs) to recording with you
0: guys.
3: (laughs) so That was
0: your mistake. That was your big mistake. I know.
3: I I was kind of going up and down. At one point, I tried to imagine that this character was Dignan. uh, And this was just like (laughs) Dignan from Bottle Rocket years later. And like this is really what happened to him. And then okay. I kind of liked it a little They're bit both more. on
2: the run from Johnny
0: Law. Yeah. Sorry. It, it uh, makes more sense than if it's Owen Wilson from Behind Enemy Lines. Well, that's later. true. That's
3: probably true. Yeah. true true. Then he knew
0: how to handle, like, weapons and stuff, you know. Uh,
3: but I'm with Dan. Like, ultimately,
0: it – What about Drillbit Taylor? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it it could, be Drillbit Taylor. could be Drillbit Taylor. Could be Drillbit Taylor. Was he Dupree or was someone else Dupree in that movie? <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: I Dupree. think he was Dupree. I think he was Dupree. No, I yeah, think he like, was me. Was he
0: Marley? <laughs> Was he? Made, he was Marley, yeah, and Dupree, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. He was uh, Detective du-
0: Marley Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now, man what give me like
1: twenty books based on match-up. that character. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, and what if he was Lightning McQueen, but years later now, and he's not a car <laughs> wow. anymore? And he's falling on hard on his luck. you know?
3: <laughs> uh, ultimately, I'm with Dan. Though, like, it, it made me mad at a certain point. Like, I can, I can wrap my head around a good bad movie if I think the director can kind of give you a nod and a wink and say, have fun with that. But this feels like a director who was very overly serious about it. And if you didn't like it, then you didn't get it. And then I kind of started getting a little angry at it because it felt self-important. Like, I think yeah. the director thinks he made a great movie.
0: Oh, he, he certainly thinks he made a statement of some yeah. kind, you know, which he, which he doesn't. Uh, but yeah. yeah, bad, bad, bad
2: movie for me overall
0: wow we really ran the gamut with our <laughs> ratings this time
2: uh-huh yeah we're we're providing no guidance for anyone who uh uh-huh. <laughs> might be curious about bliss but <laughs> yeah. maybe you know maybe, maybe not that's, that's a theater. good lesson for all of you listeners don't look to us uh mm-hmm. to to know what to do with don't your life don't get into
1: peer pressure kids
2: <laughs> yeah you gotta look inside
0: and that there's nobody whose taste in movies is always gonna match up with with everybody else's or anything like even in um Roger Ebert's book of like I hated this movie reviews like there's movies in there where I'm like oh I like that movie I guess he didn't like it yeah. that's okay you know well, well he the google- famously
2: gave <laughs> bad reviews to both Raising Arizona and Blue yeah. Velvet which are oh right uh the ones. google reviews on this are really weird though
3: I, I never look at those but I poke through some of them and it's really evenly divided and it seems like a hundred percent of the people that that <laughs> love there are people that love this movie and think it's like one a mass one person called it a masterpiece uh, it seems like across the board, they all took the interpretation that it was about mental illness and drug addiction only. And uh, most of these people were people who were formerly addicted who said, like, he nailed it and, like, this is what it's like. Huh. And and the director himself said uh, the movie works best if there's a stability of interpretations.
0: What does that mean?
3: I had to look it up. It's a scientific <laughs> term, meaning, like, basically each interpretation is – completely valid and equal and kind of cancels each other out or not or supports one another
0: Mm, i mean that's the thing if it's a movie about somebody who is if if that's the thing to me if the future stuff is taken as real i like it if you're existing in this space where you don't quite know for sure but if the if the if if he was like no no the future stuff is real then i'd be like this movie is a piece of junk like come on that doesn't that's that's not none of that makes any sense yeah But, yeah, uh, yeah. but, but there were things especially in the relationship between him and salma hayek when she is Mood swinging wildly, and he is kind of caught in her orbit. Like there are times where I'm like, oh well, this is basically the movie Bug, but like with with more. Yeah, 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 that's a
1: that's a good that's a good comparison. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, that's I mean, like I'm glad Chuck said that because I did want to say you know like I could see this movie being meaningful, very meaningful to people who have struggled with addiction or or uh, mental illness in some way. That I don't feel like I'm totally qualified to say I just know that from my perspective like the is it this or that like even if it's not meant to actually be like trying to trick you as a movie made me angry because I'm just like don't mess around with me movie like I'm I'm finding certain parts of this affecting but uh, you know I... What game are you playing? <laughs> you know? no. now I'm just this, now this, I'm just uh,
1: imagining uh, if they swapped out Owen Wilson for Ashley Judd or Michael Shannon. Oh wow, what a movie. <laughs> if it was
0: Michael Shannon instead of Owen Wilson, can you imagine like this movie, I think would, would be up at a different level because you're like totally yeah, I yeah. get it. this guy is this guy is unhinged, yeah like, he doesn't know what's going on. It's you know weird casting. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I think this, this shows a big – I like I like being messed with by movies. I think maybe you shouldn't watch – you should probably not watch all those Czech New Wave movies I was recommending
2: a little while ago. Mm. I don't know if they're going to mm. be on your okay. wavelength, all of them. Maybe well, I some did like them. Bug, so does that change your
1: – I told you about mm. the time I saw somebody watching Bug on their laptop on a plane. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of nudity. <laughs> That's a good call. Man, this guy's got some
2: stones. <laughs> this guy knows what's up.
1: That's like a movie I would pick and then have to like cover my laptop with my torso. <laughs> you have
0: to you'd have to try to block the laptop with your boner so that no that nobody uh-huh. would see it. It wasn't supposed to. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Like when I was watching
1: Zola on boner. the plane and I'm like the I most got.
0: erotic
2: sexy movie, bug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's move on to to letters, why not? You know? It's just for fun. Let's do this. Uh yeah.
0: M. That's a good one. <laughs>
2: What? Also, M? Q. You don't the use a lot. Q's,
0: you don't use it a lot, but Q's a good letter. Look at it. It's got a pleasingly round shape with that little <laughs> stick coming out, and it's like, in. hey, kind of getting a like bad a rep lately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Q's been put up to some bad uses, but the letter itself, visually, That's true. Why do you think? Why do you think it's so popular with crazy people? Because it's a beautiful looking letter, and it's you're going around it, and you're like, I know what this letter's got in store for me. And then there's that little that little cross thing that that goes through it, and you're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. It's got a little so twist. A twist
2: at the end. W yeah. is a pretty uh, good
0: letter, but again, that's just M upside down. Uh, we can argue over which way it two looks U's. best. Yeah. And well, what about, so Dan, what's a letter you like? Probably like a D because your name starts with it? Well, pretty, pretty I good like this total. letter. Like, just,
2: um, <laughs> I don't know it's from because I, I cut it off apparently. I'm sorry. <laughs> Classic. Uh, but if okay, it's so, your letter, <laughs> you should feel proud because you did good it's on so the, the it's on the, the, first, the flop house the
0: first name and the last name have both been withheld i hope you're enjoying your moment in the sun your little moment of stardom this uh and to, it's on one of those kids wait, shows from the 50s find it. It, like, they're like today and we're, we're celebrating the birthday of well we don't know the name but there's some kid somewhere with a birthday and and
2: the kid would be like
0: wait but i was i wasn't mentioned
2: okay wait it's from trisha last name withheld i found okay, it okay thank you great okay um This question is for Stuart. Yay. I saw that Tom Holland took on bartending for his role in Uncharted. (laughs) Yep. Would you let him bartend (laughs) at your bar? Question mark. Which celebrity would you let bartend at your bar given the opportunity? Thanks for all the laughs.
1: I mean... I feel like – I mean, of course I would let Tom Holland. He's a huge star. Tons of people would show up. Uh, <laughs> probably, I would have I mean, to get like – I'd have to get extra people to check fucking IDs, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, uh, also, if, Tom
0: problem, Holland's, but... if Tom Holland's there, then Zendaya's going to be there also. So uh-huh. that's are going to watch out. Again, uh, yeah, yeah. as long as we're on
2: – it's Loan and it's Zendaya. Zendaya. Just, uh, mm,
0: I wouldn't. I would. I would make fun of you, but then I was. I was heavily correcting Stuart earlier, and probably wrong when I corrected him. So I'll take it. No, no, you. no thank I know. You for the, I know for a fact that it, it
2: is Zendaya. So Do, uh,
0: let's wait, see. is that your way of hinting that you've been seeing
1: her on the side? <laughs> Don't tell Tom Holland. Oh, oh no, no, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've seen some of his bartending moves. He could, like, throw a bottle right at your head. Yeah, he's got some cocktail-level uh, moves. Some flair uh, bartending. He, he, was,
0: he was bitten by a radioactive spider. I
1: think he can bartend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there a lot more goes into it than just physical dexterity. Ellie. It's, uh, you know, ability to, like, talk to people and read people. And, uh, I mean, I guess he can do all those things because he's both a human and he has spider <laughs> abilities. Yeah, he also has the proportional socializing skills of a spider, which is actually worth— Worse oh, than wow. a regular
0: human, yeah, uh-huh,
1: because he'll trap you in uh his orbit and slowly suck all your life juice out, exactly. which sounds like a, s- some customers I know <laughs> um, uh, as far as uh, as far as not if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you're not one of those people, you're great um the I feel like I don't know, like I don't know, like a Bill Murray type, get a Bill Murray behind my bar, I'm sure he'd be fine, that'd bring up a lot of people a lot of a lot of drunks like Bill Murray, right. <laughs> <laughs> sure i
2: guess i don't I mean, know why you're you would know better than us with...
1: again
0: you're in the liquor industry so you would have a better idea of what people who drink <laughs> would like
1: but. i mean i would want to get somebody like uh like a like a like a george clooney or ryan reynolds who has a booze brand to come out and hawk their uh, hawk their booze something like that
2: what about um danny devito he's got a uh, limoncello yeah
1: of course <laughs> danny devito yeah ryan reynolds what am i crazy he's amazing hmm
2: crying. There was, yeah, a, hey, crying. Uh, Stu, <laughs> I was
1: waiting for Dan to say crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's up?
3: <laughs> Stu, there was a, a ludicrous line from the bartender in the movie, too. I don't know if that bugged you or not. Which one? Well, I need my cue first.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's a ludicrous line from Chuck. It's a ludicrous line sponsored by me, ludicrous, rapper and actor. <laughs> uh, in the
3: bar, when Owen Wilson orders the double whiskey... Uh, the bartender is out of, you know, almost out of whiskey in the first bottle. And, you know, when you bartend, you just go grab the other bottle. But this bartender poured a little bit and then went like this. He held up the empty bottle and shook it at him and went, Hey, I'll be right back. And then he goes and gets the
2: other <laughs> bottle.
3: It's just like, no bartender does that. The bartender just like I mean- goes and grabs the other <laughs>
1: bottle. And well, what's so wild is it's like, I mean, you knew you were going to pour that for the movie, right? Like, it wasn't really plot wise. He I guess. should have held
3: it up to the light. Actually, that would have been great.
1: He should have checked. It. Yeah, he should <laughs> yeah. have checked that first. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it was it was it was a weird scene. Yeah, totally. I, know. I mean, like I I've seen you at, at at the
2: bar indicate that the bottle is done. I don't know that you've shaken it in front of my face, but you're you like I'm like hold it up. Here's proof. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: not lying to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't,
2: yeah. That's the thing. I don't think I would have been like. mm-hmm. There was more in there <laughs> What's Stu trying to pull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. This is another letter, guys. It's from David, last name withheld. Uh-oh. Who writes, Dear Elliot, mm. in the recent I'm episode about <laughs> I, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> your brother want to tell you something. Uh, no, it's not uh, from David, last name withheld, Caitlin. It's from uh, David I. Uh, in, the, in the recent episode. You,
0: you but you're Dan. You're not David. <laughs>
2: hi <laughs> danius in the recent episode about <laughs> tom and jerry you explained to us about, uh, about how meat is also a cartoon this made me wonder <laughs> is vegan meat in this universe also made to look animated what do you oh. think oh david last name what's
0: i want to say so. yes because i they had such again they had they had such a a Con, uh, commitment to every th- living thing that is not a human or a plant in that movie being a cartoon. Uh, yeah, I think they probably the the fake meat. They just arrange those that soy or whatever it is to make or jackfruit to make it look like it's a cartoon. Yeah, I think they mm-hmm. should do that in Tom and oh, Jerry man. too, where they get a hold of it of a vegan food company for some reason. Do
1: you guys? Do you guys remember that movie?
0: Well, it shows uh, how long Dan sits on the letters that referred to the recent episode about Tom and Jerry, which was... I,
2: it's not a question of sitting on them. We get a lot of letters, guys. <laughs> Despite what I said earlier, you know, we're reasonably popular. <laughs> uh, we, get, we get a fair number of letters. I can't get to them all. I'm sorry to, to everybody who sent in letters that have not been uh, addressed on the show. Uh, uh, trust me that it is uh, nothing personal. It is either I have gone too long and feel like I can't go back too far in the archives or it's a question maybe that's been asked before and uh, you should just go back and listen to them all over again drive those numbers up maybe yeah. you'll get your answer there
1: or they're not starting off their letter with a line like Dan McCoy's the best or letter for Dan how do you get so cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: dear Dan who I'd like to have sex with I have a question for Stuart and Elliot <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> yeah
2: let's uh <laughs> let's go on to recommendations of movies. why not? hey, why not? you know let's treat it's ourselves movie. movies that we saw that we liked. I went and saw um the nighthawk prospect park had a uh, oh. one night only showing of near dark on thirty five millimeter oh, that's uh, a, movie. a movie that is still very hard to see um I don't know what the rights issues Here's are your but, like. What?
1: <laughs> Just use your eyes.
2: <laughs> hey, it is a movie. Goes, oh, I was using my toes. <laughs> it is a movie that cannot be, uh, I believe, can't be streamed right now, and the DVD is out of print. But um, a early movie by Catherine Bigelow, the first one she directed on her own, I believe. She had, like, a, another one that she co-directed before that. Um, hey, Dan, and got I, remember-
0: for, I got some good news for you. It looks
2: like it might be on Shudder. Oh, Really? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, anyway, it has been historically hard to see. And I saw it about 20 years ago and had not seen it in the interim. And I think when I was younger, I was expecting the wrong thing out of it. I knew it was this beloved uh, new horror classic, uh, very influential uh, vampire movie kind of changing how vampires were always uh, shown on in, in movies. Because like, before that, I mean, it's not solely responsible for this in any way, but there was a lot more of kind of the Dracula-style vampire. And since then, there's more kind of these uh, living on the margins of society, you know, out west vampires. Um, Anyway, I think I was expecting something a bit more uh, uh, silly because it's an 80s horror movie, and that's kind of what I always liked about 80s horror, Mm -hmm. and maybe a bit more... Uh, almost like a
1: bright night or something
2: yeah yeah there's only one really tense scene and it, it is very intense uh in the bar but what it is is much more about a vibe if it, it feels like you're kind of trapped in this dream that is both mundane and fantastic and and uh things get worse and worse um and uh i don't know it's just got a feel, a glow about it, a uh, an ominous, dreamy, romantic glow that uh I responded to a lot this time around, liked it a lot. Near Dark Stuart.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna recommend uh a similar, I guess keeping with a theme of being trapped in fantasy worlds or dealing with addiction. I'm going to recommend a movie called Oslo, August 31st. It is the second movie in the Oslo trilogy by director Joachim Trier. Uh, whose recent movie, Worst Person in the World, was my favorite movie of last year, and is incredible. You should go see it. Uh, Oslo, August thirty first, is uh, follows one day in the life of a thirty uh, four year old man who is in uh, who is about to get out of rehab for drug use, and he has give, is given the day to go into town and go to a job interview so that he can transition back to life. And he tries to kind of uh, rekindle or, like, find some of the threads of his past life. Um, And he – one of the things that I I love about these this movie and Worst Person in the World is how the director is able to capture, at least for me, a very, like, specific, almost like elder millennial ennui of not feeling like you – Belong, like you don't really have a place in the world, or that you haven't kind of figured your life out. And when you were growing up, you always assumed that as when you got older, you would it would all make sense. And we follow this character played by Anders uh, Danielson Lai or Lee. I can't pronounce it. Um, and he's yeah, he's it's it's great and sad and funny and uh, like beautifully shot. Highly recommend it. It is sad though. <laughs> Uh, but yeah it's it's great.
0: Um I am going to recommend a movie too. First though I'm going to I'm going to say that that same director that Stuart just talking about uh, a long long time ago in episode 19 I recommended his movie Reprise which is also really good. Oh uh, yeah so yeah. So if if you like those other movies that Stuart mentioned then you should try that too. Uh, but I'm going to recommend a movie from 1992 this movie called Swoon. Uh, written and directed by Tom Kalen. <laughs> no relation. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's spelled differently. <laughs> and uh, this is a movie about the about Leopold and Loeb uh, and their relationship in the days leading up to and then the years after uh, their the murder that they committed. And it focuses much more on their relationship and them as two gay men who are drawn into this very unhealthy relationship with each other perhaps because there's no way for them to find a healthy relationship because it's the 1920s and they cannot be out and gay. But uh, it's told – it's in black and white and it's told in this very kind of like um, uneasy style that's very – both very still and also always feels like something's something terrible is about to happen. It feels a little bit like a Guy Madden movie in some ways, which for me is a very high compliment because I love Guy Madden's movies. Anyway, uh, that's – Swoon, it's, uh, I thought it was really good, but it's one of those movies that, like, uh, it's not a, uh, it's not a, like, sit back and relax kind of movie. It's very much a, like, this movie is going to um, keep poking me, you know, and uh, and make me kind of think about what, why it's telling me these things and what it's trying to say. Uh, But I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Chuck, what would you like to recommend?
3: Uh, I got a recommendation, another movie from 1987, Dan, uh, called Mm. Five Corners. Um, It's a movie I saw in college years ago and I kind of forgot about, and I saw it again uh, kind of randomly recently, and it was written by the great uh, John Patrick Shanley and uh, was very under the radar, kind of a small indie about uh, this New York neighborhood in the 1960s. Uh, it's got Jodie Foster and Tim Robbins and John Turturro. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but it's it's kind of a, a, you know, it's John Patrick Shanley, so it's sort of a quirky indie crime sort of plot, um, but it's a movie that, Tonally, it's just kind of odd. It's like a, a not-quite-real-world um, that you're watching, but um, it's kind of hard to describe. But uh, I always like to uh, recommend little-known films, and I think Five Corners was kind of wildly underseen back then.
0: That sounds like the kind of movie Dan loves. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I was the one person who <laughs> kind of liked Wild Mountain Time out of the— <laughs> Oh, that was a great episode. <laughs> okay. so. Has anyone seen Five Corners? <laughs> No, I, I haven't not, seen I'm not I familiar haven't. with it at okay. all. But yeah. but I'm going to I'm
0: going to watch it. I'm putting it on my list right now. Yeah, it's, it's on Tubi it says. Pretty interesting. So like oh, like
1: Tubi, see treasure trove.
0: Like every movie I hear about that I want to see suddenly
2: it it turns out it's on Tubi. So <laughs> You know, I I had the network reach out to see if we could get a Tubi's uh sponsorship and they're like why uh, the
1: fuck would we do that you're already promoting us. Yeah, I, know.
2: <laughs> I think i think maybe they uh don't want to be associated with a podcast about bad movies specifically if i had to oh, guess come on but, but who knows you know
3: uh and who also knows? you know to the floppers if uh, you hear these guys it's a lot of fun hearing them talk about the bad movies but if you want to hear them talk about a good movie uh dan was on movie crush and he we talked about had a great discussion about aliens Dan, you didn't even remember which movie it was. I could see it in your yeah, face. Yeah, you saw my <laughs> face. i trying to remember. Uh, Elliot and I talked about taking a Pelham 123, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, my favorite. And uh, Stuart introduced me to the wonderful world of uh,
1: Ricky O. Ricky O story, Ricky baby, yeah, best movie in the world. <laughs> so th- those were. I, a mean, lot of fun.
0: I know, I know you love it, Stu. It's a little. It's I don't know if you can really say it's the best movie in the world. Oh,
1: weird. What metrics do you use, Ellie? <laughs> uh, that's a good point. That's
0: a good point. It's all someone relative. Yeah. yeah. Who liked Bliss? Punch someone's head off
2: in the movie you like.
0: <laughs> no, it's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, no one, no one strangles someone with the, with their own intestines in the movies
2: I like. So. Hmm. Uh. Well, that's <laughs> Chuck. That's great because I was about to ask if you had anything to plug, and you already started. But is there anything else that you want to? Uh, no. Nah. You know, highlight? stuff you should know if you uh if you want to listen to that show. We've been around for a minute,
3: and you either like it or you don't. Yeah. <laughs>
2: How's that for a plug? <laughs> oh, wow.
0: I love I love it's, the casual the casual arrogance of like you've heard it. You don't need to know like, you like at this point it's well, entered the lives of all Americans. You don't need to it is not new we to don't anybody. Need to do
1: commercials what I like
2: about it is uh, you know, it has a certain amount of lovable goofballness, which if you like our show, you probably like, but you also actually learned something like our show. So we learned a lot here. Uh, we learned yeah, how, how to pronounce Lindsay
0: Lowen's name. Uh yeah, and Selma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Selma Hayek. Zen, yeah, Zendaya, and uh, we learned that— uh, What, graduation? Um, well, that was about involves? it. Involves?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, how to graduate. I learned about the three things that brought about the yeah, utopia, are right. automation, mm-hmm. synthetic biology, and uh-huh. asteroid mining.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I guess and uh, Don't Look Up, when they want to mine that asteroid, they're right after all. You guys haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen
1: it. fucking Don't Look Up. It's not. I have, what is I've, it nominated for Best Picture? It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: what?
2: Yeah. We may have to get around. Next to thing that you're going to tell me,
1: Licorice <laughs> Pizza is nominated for
0: what? <laughs> wow.
2: Hey, I love that movie. Um, I was. Yeah, I, was, I like that one.
0: I wanted to love it so much, and I I started it with uh, with real. I was like, yeah, this is going to be really good. And as it went on, I, I just liked it less and less until by the end, I was like, movie. You, I feel like you. I've got a bait and switch with this movie. Mm. I did not mm, learn what yeah. it was like to run a, a water mattress business.
2: You're right. You're right, Ellie. It was no bliss. That movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna say that Bliss is a great movie. I got more out of it than I got out of Licorice Pizza. I guess I don't know. We're, wow. in, a, we're in a pickle,
2: guys. We are in a pickle. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the only way they. I, I guess a I guess
0: I just I didn't enjoy it as much as I uh, I guess I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed that uh, Oscar-nominated pedophilia movie, Licorice Pizza. But anyway. <laughs>
2: Wait a minute. <laughs> that is a
0: whoa
1: <laughs> huge overstatement. Effect. Wow. Now somebody brought up Nicole Elliot today. Dan, Jesus. Dan, I'm
0: being deliberately combative and provocative. You <laughs> know it. I wanted her you know brought it and up you on love charges. It, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> Jesus. i feel like we had such a clean way out and then we got drawn back dan there's no way Uh, out
0: just like there's no way home spider-man no way home in theaters now is that a sponsor still Still, yeah that
2: shit's all over the place man well it was the most successful movie during the pandemic it's still in
1: theaters yes (laughs) is this uh, is this uh elliot's lobbying for spider-man no way home to get nominated for best picture
0: I'm just saying yeah, if you want people award. to watch the Oscars, you've got to nominate only movies that pe- already make a lot of money. That's yeah. what awards <laughs> are for.
2: Yeah, awards are for reward the already rewarded.
0: <laughs> when a couple of years ago when they were like, the people who make the big budget movies are mad that they're not getting rewarded. And it's like, you are with the money. That's what- <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> like, the money is for. You, you made yeah. a choice of what kind of movie you were going to make. <laughs> a movie that people liked and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's totally fine. you know what you've got the money pay someone to make an Oscar for you just put your name on it who cares
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not like a statue maker's like no it's against the statue maker's code to (laughs) replicate Uh, somebody's Oscar statue they'll they'll kick
0: me out of the craft guild if I do that
2: <laughs> the Craft Cheese Guild. This Oscar's made of craft cheese. <laughs>
0: Look, the only color person, gold. The only person who was willing to do it made it, it was a guy who sculpts craft cheese. And it, so all these people, all these movie producers, go to him, and he goes, "Another Oscar." He goes, "This might be kind of a weird thing, but I was wondering if you could sculpt an Oscar out of craft cheese." Don't worry, you're not the first. <laughs> do you remember, Dan? Were you there when when Craft sent Prepare us the a mold. When at the Daily Show, Craft yeah. sent us John Stewart sculpted at like a it was like a block with his face sculpted <laughs> yes. into
2: it. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: And I think they were just desperately trying, I think, to get mentioned on late night shows. I think they sent all the late night hosts a block of cheese with their face sculpted in it. And it was Whoa. one of the most yeah. one of the strangest things, especially because people then started eating it. So Yeah. No, it sat
2: downstairs. <laughs> people like carved a few chunks off of it to eat and then got <laughs> thrown in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for the cheese craft. <laughs> I guess your, your your plot for more uh, publicity worked. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, uh, it was delayed and on a much smaller scale. yeah right. Flophouse <laughs> thanks you for that cheese. <laughs> Years later. Uh, okay. Well, I guess now we can officially uh, sign off saying, hey, we're part of the Max Fun Network. Go to m- org to find other great shows on the network. Uh including one by uh, uh, John Hodgman, uh, Chuck yeah. Bryant's pal. The first time we met Chuck was uh, hanging with Hodgman. Yeah, Just yeah. hanging with Hodgman. <laughs> um, you know, you can uh, go uh, check out Howl Doughty on Twitter. That's our producer, Alex, who we thank uh, for uh, making us sound less dumb, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And uh, I guess just uh, thank you for listening. Uh, for the Flop House. I've been Dan McCoy.
1: I've been Stuart Wellington. I've been Elliot
0: Kalen,
2: And I've been Chuck Bryant.
0: Or have we?
3: <laughs>
1: what? What? <laughs> Bliss. <laughs> 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 Whew. Is it hot in here? Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's why I took my shirt off. Get yeah, that that's open. why Stuart's wearing no sleeves. Mm-hmm. Paid for the whole shirt, only kept the torso.
0: I like the uh, the Dan was like, let's do the count off, and I'm immediately doing something <laughs> I'm that, that, not, that we don't need. Yeah, That's Hold exactly on. how I hoped this would go. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah.
1: That's Alex, I keep I all
0: this. This is brilliant. Keep all this. Don't really. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Don't even save it for the end. Just put it right on <laughs> <up> top so <laughs> newbies right top, are like, yeah. mm, we cool,
2: start delete. out <laughs> with a bang. Maximumfun.org.